Welcome to Hatching Creativity. This isn't just another behavioral health podcast. This is the place where thought leaders converge to talk about real life challenges, breakthroughs, and pivotal aha moments. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I'm really excited about today's guest, Frankie Caputo. Frankie is my 23-year-old nephew, but wise beyond those 23 years to the point where I thought it would be really valuable for all of you to learn a little bit more about Frankie and the perspectives that he has on some of his traumas and some of the things that he's dealt with in his life. So welcome, Frankie. If you want to share a little bit about yourself, please go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. My name is Frankie Caputo. Um, I'm an aspiring comedian. So right now I'm just doing doing a lot of open mics. I get booked once in a while, not really doing it full time yet. Um, it's going to happen soon. Uh, I also host a podcast called, called the Dancing Eyes Podcast, which is uh, a podcast where I interview other people that were born with the same eye condition that I was born with, which uh, the eye condition is called nystagmus. Um, I was bullied a lot for it when I was when I was growing up, so I decided to make a podcast so I could talk to other people about it because I was never able to meet another person with the condition in real life. So uh met a bunch of great people with the condition, started the podcast, and now I'm doing the stand-up. And here we are now. For the first time in my life, like I've found some fulfillment through the podcast and through the stand-up, just trying to keep doing that seeing where it leads me to. I love what you've done with the struggles that have been dealt to you in in your life. And we'll go through a little bit of Frankie's history on the show today. But just a second ago, you talked about your podcast. Starting at the beginning, you were born with an eye condition that not only affected your vision, and what you see outward to the world, but it also has an, an effect on your eyeballs, on your pupils, and what other people are seeing in your eyes. So it affects uh, the way other people are looking at you, as well as what you can see out. Double whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's important to mention because a lot of times when we have a medical condition, or some other sort of handicap, right? It's either internal and only we know about it unless we choose to let other people know about it, or it's external and everybody can see it as well. This is something that is unique because it affects both sides of that. I was born with nystagmus, which is a condition that makes my eyes move around uncontrollably, like pretty much all of the time. Uh, some people, they move up and down. Some people, they move or like circles. Mine just go left to right. So they go side to side. And um, and there's other things in my eyes. Like I, I, I only look at things with one eye at a time. Like I don't use both eyes to lock down on things, which like gives me the appearance of like looking past you. Um, if I'm trying to look at you, which that's actually mostly what I got bullied for. I didn't get bullied mostly for my for the nystagmus is more of like the, I'm not really looking at you when I'm talking to you. That was where most of the bullying came from. Um, so that affected every interaction that I had. Like I was, I didn't talk to people for, for a while because I was scared to, to get bullied from them where I was scared that if I made enough eye contact with them, like they would, they would see through me and they would, 
they would see that I'm like a crazy person and they wouldn't want to talk to me anymore uh, because that's how the bullies made me feel is that I'm not worth being like, I, I'm, I'm good to have around as a joke, but I'm not good to have around like as, as a friend, it affected every aspect of my entire life. It, my eyes were the only thing that I was able to think about for years. It like, I lived in a state of tremendous insecurity and I still do, by the way, like, it's not like the, the secu- it's not like the insecurity has dissipated, um, but I'm not nearly as insecure as I used to be. Um, but like freshman, sophomore year in high school, the first couple of years of high school, just every single interaction I had with a person, I would be thinking about my eyes and my eyes shaking, which is how I felt for years. So, you know, Frankie, a lot of people deal with very similar situations, maybe not with the eyes, but something that is part of their appearance that they get picked on for. And then they are very self-conscious about it. I had that growing up as well, heard about it about my nose, heard it about it, about many different things, right? And what I thought was really inspiring about you was being able to take these these situations that you have no control over and getting out in front of it and talking about it. And one of the things that I really admire about you is your openness to talk about your experience. How did you get from the scared to talk to people and anxious about being around it and interacting with people to the point where you can put yourself on video and put yourself out to the world? I learned that it made me feel better. That's as simple like simply, I, I started talking about my eyes or I started talking about even we can get later into this, but like traumatic experiences that I've gone through, which by the way, for me, like my eyes are a traumatic experience because like the bullying that I went through is borderline just as traumatic as anything else that I've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I learned that talking about it really like it's cathartic. It makes you feel better. And um, I also learned that when I was in high school, if I start talking about it, like people aren't really going to make fun of it anymore. Like you take the wind out, you, you make mm-hmm. it less fun for people to, uh, to, to make jokes about it, especially if you made the jokes about it first and your jokes happen to be better then it's like, what are they going to do now? Like you've already, you've said the jokes and they're better than theirs are like, they have nothing. Right. Um, well, you're also welcoming it, right? And and you're identifying the elephant in the room. And sometimes yeah. people joke or make jokes because they're uncomfortable because they just don't know what's going on. And if you explain it to them like, hey, you this is this is what's going on with me. This is actually a medical condition. And yeah, I think it's funny too. And how about this? It completely takes all the power out of that bullying. And that's really what you've been able to do. And I love how you took that recognition of, hey, I haven't been able to come across other people with nystagmus and found a niche, found this group and created a tool and an educational environment for people to learn more about it. And and really put that out there in the world. And I mean, I see the the 
connections and the comments that people are making to the things that you're doing. And you go, man, I was able to turn a traumatic event, right? And and you had labeled it as traumatic into something that can now be a tool and is now a tool for you to overcome that trauma. And, and I think that's amazing. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to say this as well uh, about the podcast and the people coming across the podcast. Um, when, I, when I was younger and I was getting bullied a lot for the nystagmus, there weren't any resources online for me to go to where there were people talking about uh, the mental aspect of the condition and the bullying and like the learning how to accept yourself and dealing with the condition. There was nothing like that available online. There was a lot of medical stuff. There's a lot of doctors explaining to students what nystagmus was. There was a lot of surgeons talking about medical procedures and things that we can do to make the eyes better. But there was never somebody like, hey, by the way, you might get a little, you might get bullied for this. Here's how you overcome the bullying. And and here's what I went through and here's what other people went through. And and here's how we how we got through it. There was never personal stuff available online. And to me, that that's the biggest reason why I started the podcast is because I wanted to make a resource for people that are going through something similar to what I was going through. And and the response has been tremendous. The people who are just coming across my podcast for the first time are seriously grateful for it. And, and I'm I'm grateful for them that they're grateful for this. Like the podcast sure. has done the podcast has done exactly what I wanted it to do. Like it couldn't have gone any better. So I'm super happy about that. You know what else is important to mention too about that connection, right? Because I think that so much of this world is about connecting with other people. And when we feel shame or we feel like we're broken or there's something wrong with us, then we kind of go back and we regress. We we go back into the shadows, right? And that shame makes us do that because we feel like we're, there's something wrong with us. And it's great that you can take that label it as, hey, this was me. I'm here to talk about this and talk about my experiences, other people's experiences, and then be able to to grow and help people grow from it. And I really appreciate what you've done with your own life and, and really respect what you've done with the podcast and all of the other aspects of your life that you've been able to grow from. Frankie, can you share with people the name of your podcast and and how to find it? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the name of the podcast is called the Dancing Eyes Podcast. Um, and it's available anywhere. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you find your podcasts, it's available on there. There's also an Instagram page for it. It's just called Dancing Eyes Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we post clips from different episodes, the podcast, just to be clear, the podcast, um, I haven't posted an episode in like half a year. Now the podcast is on a bit of a hiatus. I don't even know when it's going to be returning. Um, it'll probably be returning with a new host. Um, but I'm not sure when that's happening, but I think it's probably going to happen eventually. Whether it happens with a new host or it happens anywhere else. I think the most important factor is the, is the fact that you were able to take the challenge 
and may and, and make something universal as a tool for other people to to benefit from. You've turned adversity into a superpower. And I give you mad props for that. And, and I really appreciate you, Frankie. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. People like to put googly eyes on inanimate objects and they think it's a good time. I disagree. I think it's cultural appropriation. <laughs> Anybody here put googly eyes on an inanimate object before? First of all, I'm happy you said something because I can't see you. <laughs> Second off, you are part of the problem. I look like I was born during an earthquake and my eyes never recovered. <laughs> uh, I don't drive, but I do have a driver's license. And I know what you guys might be wondering to yourselves right now. How the fuck does Googly Eye Guy have a driver's license? <laughs> And the answer is simple. The answer is, I got it in Florida. <laughs> I fucking cheated. I'm not gonna lie, it was one of the easiest tests I've ever taken. The woman who gave me my driver's license test did not sit in the car with me during my driver's license test. I'm not making any of this stuff. What she did was she stood outside and yelled instructions at me through the window while she smoked a cigarette. <laughs> There was one point during my test where she yelled at me to do a three-point turn, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know what the fuck a three-point turn was. So in the middle of my test, I took out my phone and I looked that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and she saw that part and she still passed me. <laughs> yeah, man. The day I got my driver's license, I got a bunch of texts from friends and family. Uh, some people were happy for me. Some people were concerned. <laughs> my favorite message I got was from my uncle who sent me a picture of a blind man wearing sunglasses, driving a car, and holding a walking stick out of front of him. <laughs> and the message that he sent with that said, ha ha, LOL, did not mean to send that to you, bro. My bad. <laughs> I'd say that my, my least favorite thing about my eye condition is that it's literally the first thing that a cop is trained to look for when deciding if someone's intoxicated. Uh, that's not a joke, it's just unfortunate. Uh, I always looked like I'm high, but I didn't know that I always looked like I was high until one time I was in math class. In the middle of math class, someone came up to me, looked at me in my eyes and said, I've been there before, buddy. And I was like, dude, you are my math teacher, bro. Teach me addition. Thanks for tuning in to Hatching Creativity. We appreciate your support. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and tell all your friends about the show. And remember, it's never just about one thing. <laughs> <laughs>